What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Level With You show. My name is Wiley Olmstead, and this week I am joined by the Phantom producer, Tyler Hadley. You gonna say hi? Yeah, what? Fix. I thought one more thing that I had to fix with, with Discord, but now I think we're good. <laughs> okay, Woo! everything is good. I am also joined by the Duartistic One, Anthony Duart. Hey, what's up? All right, this week we got some PlayStation 5 to talk about because I finally got my grubby hands on one. While I got his PS5, and then uh, Kenny let me know in the description in the, in our chat, and I was asleep. Yeah, could've, so could've I had one. Uh, I could have had one. Secure one on Tuesday last week, just before the show. It got delivered promptly on Thursday morning, and uh, I've had quite a bit of time with it. Played the crap out of some Astros Playroom, some Spider-Man Miles Morales, a couple others. We'll get into it in just a little while. But before we do that, we like to do a little catch-up with each other. We're not seeing each other in person as much these days, of course. But uh, that might be changing soon. Things are starting to feel a little bit better out there. So I know more folks are getting vaccinated. Since my job that I have, I've been a couple weeks or a couple months now. Uh, Elena, who... Uh, has been trying on a near daily basis to get an appointment scheduled. Finally has one set up for next week in Springfield. So things are, the times they are changing. I hope, I hope for the better. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what's oh, yeah. been going on with, uh, with you guys, you do, enjoying the sunshine, doing any outdoorsy stuff that you haven't been able to do cooped up all these months. Look at uh... my room. Look at this room. <laughs> what does this tell you? <laughs> Kind of dark. It's a little hard to see. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a night dweller. Uh, what, what have I been? What have I been doing? I've been doing some stuff outside. Um, I've been going for more walks. Um, I've been helping my dad clean up his house and like around his yard. Uh, I've been doing some um, my own chores around the yard. Um, nice. Yeah, just like things like that so far. But it definitely feels like. Like I said the other day, like it was like 65 out. I'm like, wow, this would be perfect outdoor basketball weather. Um, yeah. So I'm just looking for something like, so looking forward to something like that. For sure, it's time. It's a time of year where you think you're still needing to bundle up, and you're running an errand or two, and you get back in your car, and you're like, shit, I'm gonna take off my jacket and my overshirt because it's so nice. And you just roll down the window and mm -hmm. enjoy that breeze for the first time. I did that exact thing the other day when I was going to my dad's. I had a, a flannel on over a t-shirt, and I was like, in my car, like at a red light, I'm like, it's way too hot. <laughs> Even with the window open, I'm like, struggling to like get my flannel off like in my car seat. <laughs> oh, I hate yeah, it's always a difficult maneuver. You know exactly what you mean. That's why you got to do it before you start driving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you hit that point, you're like, oh, shit. You stop at a light, you try to get your seatbelt off, but also try to push your arm way around. It just doesn't work. Yep. Well, we had a fire over here the other night, or I should say my roommate did, and we have one planned for tonight. Just a couple of Elena's friends are coming over from work. And nice. it's been a while, so, you know, hopefully I can start the fire and still socialize like a regular person after all these many months i'm sure i'll be fine, I'll be fine. well you know it sounds like a better idea start the fire go outside mingle for like i don't know 10 minutes and then go back inside and play more ps5 i, I would have an excuse you know to be like it's been nice to see your faces but i've had my fix for the month i'm going back mm -hmm. in to hang out with i'm just being Pedro. safe guys i don't want my wife getting sick yes yes <laughs> the more exposure we have to each other the higher chance of contraction Exactly. Or, or you can, can just hang out. hang out by the fire, uh, pull up your um, PlayStation on your phone, and just play outside while and by next to the fire. Is there is that technology that? possible right now? Yeah, you can do um, what is it called? The PlayStation remote play. Yeah, the the remote play. Yep. Okay, I gotta look into this. This is like now that I have that as an option, I. Uh... I gotta explore it because mm -hmm. I gotta know what I'm talking about. This remote play stuff. It's always it's something pretty, that I hear some people especially. Pretty cool. Like That's wild. I have done it. Um I've done it from like upstairs in the living room. Um I've done it from like one of my friends' houses. Um I mean there are times where there's like some latency latency issues, but it's not extremely terrible. 
completely okay well yeah i definitely gotta check that out but i've just been well enjoying the controller and the the 4k and the 60 frames per second on everything i i remember intentionally a couple of years ago when i was in need of a replacement ps4 i was asking myself do i want to get a ps4 slim or a ps4 pro and get the slim for 200 bucks comes with spider-man or I could get the Pro for like 350 This was around like Black Friday times. And I went with the Slim because part of, part of me was like, I want it to be a major, major jump when I finally get the PS5. And it'll feel like less so if I get the PS4 Pro and I'm saving <laughs> 150 bucks. And if I had known it would take me an extra five months to, to get this PS5, I probably would have gone Pro. But, I'm but doesn't it feel so good now? Yes. Now it feels good. Now I got the uh, the full step upgrade no half steps and i can really appreciate all the advancements and just load times have been cut down to practically nothing i'm pulling up my phone when the loading screen pops up and like as soon as i unlock it it's ready to go got to get out of that habit um but yeah so i guess we'll just get into the to the games because we got to I got a plan for my fire. I got to cook up some burgers beforehand. This Ooh, might baby. not be one of our longest episodes ever, but I think it should be a good one. Um, lay it on us, Wiley. Yep. Lay it on first impressions, PS5 first impressions. One ups. We'll start it off with, um, I guess, just the controller, which is what the, uh, when everybody got their hands on it a few months ago, a lot of people were saying, wow, didn't expect this to be the jump that it is, or the, I guess, innovative um peripheral that it peripheral peripheral that it is because <laughs> of the dual sense shock or the uh no longer the dual shock now the dual sense much more sophisticated rumble capabilities able to simulate everything from uh i think the coolest thing in asu's playroom is when you're when you use the um the touchpad to swipe up to zip up your astronaut suit and it literally feels like you're zipping something up <laughs> you think, that little thing that's the coolest thing like, yeah. that's awesome super neat and then you know there's other things like when you're trudging through a sandstorm it really sort of just feels gravelly like when you're in the like the rocket ship thing i mean i, I thought the the vibrations like with that felt really cool totally so there's these parts where you're platforming through and you're just holding down r2 to uh just to let the game know how far you want to jump how powerful you want it to be and just the amount of sound and intensity on the triggers that just seamlessly transitions to it is really neat and i it, it pretty much met my expectations just because i've heard so much positive things about it um i will say that when i first held the controller i was a little I was a little worried because it has this thing that the Xbox One controller has too, where it has sort of rounded, or not rounded, it has sort of um, blocky edges instead of being rounded. So it's a little bit pointy. So my pinky fingers didn't feel quite right. I'm getting used to it now, but I still feel more at home holding the DualShock 4. But for all the features that it has, I'm still thinking that I'll get used to the DualSense and, you know, after a while, I'm not thinking about it anymore. But for my first like six to ten hours with it, I was like, oh man, I kind of like holding the DualShock Four more so, even though it's having all these great, great features. Um, but why don't we talk about Astro? So Astro's Playroom is the game that is packed in with the PS5. It's got uh, referenced references to over a hundred different PlayStation games from years past. Just really cute nods to them you'll see these little bots throughout the levels that are reenacting scenes from devil may cry ghost of tsushima uh, silent hill resident evil the last of us crash bandicoot it, it's just it, they really run the gamut there so if you're a playstation fan it's a treat to see that the collectibles throughout the levels are like super high-res detailed um accessories and consoles and discs and everything throughout PlayStation's entire life cycle. As you're beating the levels and finding these things, you go back to your home base and it just starts to fill out. And there's puzzle pieces that you're also finding that make the walls look really pretty. So Tyler, I don't I only heard 
your impressions of this back in November or whenever it was when you first got this. How into the game did you get? Like, I know that you said that you completed it, but uh, did you complete the levels multiple times? Did you, what, what percentage of the stuff did you find? Um, I mean, when I did play through it, I tried to my best to get as many of the puzzle pieces and items and things that, that I could. So I think I like had like most of the uh, artifacts or whatever they were called um, as I was going through. Maybe I missed like maybe I missed like three or four of them total. Like I did I did complete it all the way through and get to like that end like final boss level. Um, and awesome. yeah, it was super awesome. Um, but also just like in that like hub world too. I mean, there's a, lot, a number of like funny things that you can do like you can just like every time you hit like hit one of those bots they start like following you around you hit a bunch yep. of them and like you get like a whole swarm of people like following you <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. did look they all look so cute they're like adorable little thing bobbleheads the game is un is is so cute and it is like elena really enjoyed watching me play it as well Aww. just because of the charm of it and the vividness of the colors and the personality of astro who's just constantly like waving at the camera when you at the at the perfect time when you're about to like launch him out of like um <laughs> like a, what do you call it a slingshot type of thing he looks back at the at the camera like gives you a thumbs up like yeah go ahead yeah that's sick and like when you when he rolls into a little marble he just has this really cute emote that he does and you can dance and it it just has like a Nintendo level of charm in a non Nintendo game that I tech I put on the Discord like this is the most Nintendo non Nintendo game that feels like it has Nintendo charm that I've probably ever played, um, and even though it's 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 brief I I probably completed the game like two and a half times now I got the platinum yesterday oh that's awesome and I uh, found everything and I was like dang, now I really did everything, and I, I still want a little bit more. And lo and behold, I don't even know if you checked this out, Tyler, but there's like 10 speedrun levels that are just pure platforming that are really fun to go through. Did you check those out at all? No, I didn't really. I assumed that they would just be the same levels with just a timer on them, but they're very platform-focused and just, you know, a, they're about a minute long, but you've got to be jumping around constantly and you're trying to get your best times and there's a trophy for getting a total of seven minutes um across the 10 levels which is really challenging so that's the only trophy i don't have but it's it's not part of the platinum so um it was like an extra add-on i guess that they threw in post-launch maybe uh -huh. but i'm glad that i can go back to that and i like I just as far as a pack-in game and i know this has been said to death and i'm late on this but like they they couldn't have done a better job of getting you feeling good about your purchase i guess because like it's this is a great 40 50 game i think on its own the fact yeah. that it was packed in is smart as hell because it's the whole thing's an advertisement for playstation and, and like makes your brand loyalty even higher than maybe it was but uh so yeah, Astro's Playroom, if you're lucky enough to get a PS5, don't sleep on it. Keep it installed. Give it a real college try, even if platformers aren't your thing, because um, especially if you're a PlayStation fan, it's a, it was like a joy to play. It was like, it would have definitely been on my top 10 last year. Um, I think I think Astro will be back. He'll, uh, he's going to keep on showing up uh, for I, years to come, oh, I think. Yeah, I think he's a great little mascot, and... It made me really want to play Rescue Mission, the VR game that came out a few years ago. Uh, do you have that, Tyler? You're the only one in the crew with a PSVR. No, I never got that one. I hear nothing but good things. Maybe it'll be remastered for the PSVR 2, which we heard about last week. Mm -hmm. Talking about on last week's show, I think. But um, So before I blabber on and get any more need for a glass of water why don't you tell us where you're at in loop hero tyler I know we were still talking about it last week seems like it's been most of what's been taking up your time where are you at with it uh i actually haven't gotten that far into it i ended up beating the first chapter after maybe like i don't know like eight or ten like expeditions 
Um, I still have like nowhere near like all of the like types of buildings that you can create. Like I actually like just unlocked the rogue class. Um, so I haven't, I mean, I've been trying to go through chapter two, but I haven't even gotten like halfway through chapter two. Um, or like halfway through by the time the boss shows up until my health and like the enemies are at a point where it's just like I'm not gonna make it like that many more runs, so I should just leave. Yeah. Um so I so I feel like that's been happening a lot. Um and I don't know if that's how I should be playing it, because it seems like when you're playing chapter two you get more resources compared to chapter one. Um so I'm not sure if like should I go back and play chapter one beat continue to beat the boss over and over again because I'm not sure what else it might give me um or should I just play chapter two um and I go back and play chapters I did not know that yeah um and I've, I've been kind of like I haven't gone back to it in a while um and I think the biggest reason for that is because it takes so much time in my opinion for this type of game to like go through this kind of run for like as little like interaction that, that you have with it um i think it takes way too long to like go through an expedition um, because they only have two different speed settings for it um i think like the little like animated uh battle scenes they have take too long um if you could speed it up even further i think i would be more inclined to like sit there and play it um but i don't think there's like enough like real interaction for me to at, at the speed in which it currently is like limited to like i just kind of like haven't been going back to it for that reason uh, so i have taken a few days off because i got the ps5 but i did do a run before the show and I was feeling really confident that I might be able to beat the first boss. I got to him and only got probably 40% of his health down. And I'm thinking that I, I've probably only been on five or six expeditions at this point. And I only have three of the buildings built back at the base. I think I have the one that, uh, the potion one, the blacksmith one. So I start out with some crappy gear and one other one that that's, I'm sort of blanking mm, on. Like a farm maybe. Uh, I actually don't think I think that's one right below the farm, but maybe you're right. It's the one right to the left. Mm, um, I can't remember. But anyway, I agree that it can. It takes a while. Like the, the runs take thirty minutes or so. Is that what did you think? Would you think that's about right? Yeah, I would say that's about right. And I'm and I'm pausing it pretty regularly because, well, at least towards the second half of the run, because the loop gets so infested with the enemies that you're trying to put down as many cards as you can and you know um make sure that you have the best gear going into the next fight so while i understand where you're coming from with like you wish the battles were a little bit slower i think the walking speed is fine because i am right clicking like after every battle essentially and in, in towards the end just because i'm trying to maybe overthink it too much but um I've yeah, but you can but you, but you can right click um before the battle even ends and that guarantees that you're going to pause um immediately after. So like if anything, I feel like they should at least give you an option to speed up the battles cuz I don't want to sit there and watch the I want to know if I'm going to win or lose like just do it hyper speed or something like that. Like I don't need to sit there and go clink clink clink. <laughs> uh I I really that that aspect doesn't bother me too much because but you know you you up to, entitled to your opinion obviously <laughs> like i i just think that uh for me what's frustrating about it is that i still just don't have a good grasp on the interactions of the cards like you know they, they you said something about if you place this certain something near a village it won't spawn something <clears throat> what was it oh yeah when you um I think if you play like eight mountains or rocks, then it automatically spawns a goblin tower or something. Um, and if you play a village card in front of where the goblin tower spawned, if there's only one space in front of it, um, then goblins won't spawn over the village card. See, that's something I would never put together. I mean, the, the game really wants you to analyze things like that and, and like 
when I figured out how to build a mountain with the harpies, I was like, oh, I'm a genius. And I did it completely <laughs> by accident. And you can do it by putting nine rock or mountain cards on the tile sheet together, but only once per run. Yeah, I noticed that too. Because I tried to yeah. make more than one and it wouldn't let me. Yeah, and I was like, am I doing something wrong? Did I have them the rocks and mountains in a very particular way? But but no, it doesn't matter. They just have to all be three by three. Um, yeah. But other yeah. So have you, you know, have you unlocked the uh, the the vampires house card? Like you have that right? Um, the vampires. How I've unlocked the village, which which seems to be hugely helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I thought, I thought the vampire's house was unlocked like right at the beginning. Okay, well then it probably is. I I, I tend to be scared of vampires and not don't want to spawn <laughs> them. Because um, another thing that you, another cool okay. thing that you can do is a um, you put a a village next to the vampire house, and then the village becomes like overrun by like zombies. Um, but then after three loops. It becomes um, like a like an upgraded village that you get like better rewards for your quests and things like that. Wow! And are you find, are you looking this shit up on YouTube? No, I just like these. I just kind of found out myself. <laughs> huh. I feel like I need to watch a half hour video on this on YouTube in order to really. I it's, it's just the best way to understand it. I feel flying it's over my way. head. A lot of it's flying over my head. And I want to get past this stupid first boss. I know that I haven't been. <laughs> like trying every day or anything it's been a few days and i just thought it would be fun to give myself a refresher before the show but um kenny is did kenny say he beat the second chapter yeah he did yeah he said he just beat it so, i mean he, he's I been know. he's been playing like way more than either of us um i'd be interested to see how many hours he's got logged into it um because yeah. he said he has like all of the buildings built and like that's to me seems like wow that's sounds like a long time because <laughs> because even for me it's like i have to go through like three loops just to like get all the resources i need for like the next thing i want to build right and i'm being foolish and trying to get to the last boss and then only getting to keep 30 percent of my stuff and feeling like a dope uh but i'm gonna keep at it trying to you know keep it as, as one of my my third or fourth games in my rotation and it's the it's what I'm playing on PC now. So when I'm sitting at the computer, it, it's it's just a click away. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, let's move on from that and talk about uh, Anthony. Do you want to check in with something? I'm playing a lot of old Yu-Gi-Oh games still on my DS. That's that's about it. So Yu-Gi-Oh, this is like your your second comfort food post Pokemon. Or oh yeah. Like, yep. And, and then Digimon is third. It depends on the mood. Okay. So. I, I kind of lump them all. They're like, they're my go-tos. I'm like either a Pokemon game or a Yu-Gi-Oh, like a car, any kind of card game. Um, it's really scratching that itch to like, if you go out and buy packs where it's like, oh yeah, I can, you know, buy packs and I've no one to play with or I can play a game and play with a computer. Play with a computer. I was going to say, there's not people still playing this online, are there? Mm. <laughs> I think so. They have that uh, like Duel Links game, which is pretty big right now. But that's like, if you want to be any good, you got to spend real money on the virtual cards and the packs, and kind of like any other live service card game, like Hearthstone, etc. Okay, so you said you got this on the DS. You have multiple Yu-Gi-Oh games on the DS you've been playing. Maybe oh, only this one currently. But yeah, I own, I own. Uh, gu guilty, <laughs> I own multiple. What's the one you're playing now, and is it worth tracking down if you're a Yu-Gi-Oh fan? It's interesting. It's called uh, Nightmare Troubadour. I think it came out when the DS first launched back in like 2004, I want to say. And it's it's interesting. They've they've definitely improved on the uh, the formula since then. And the rule set kind of differs. This uses like official rules from like 2003, 2004. Oh, maybe maybe five. Uh, I th I want to say 14, 14, 15. Maybe. I'm not sure to be. Probably exactly. a first year. I mean, is, does he go to high school like every other anime? Yeah, he yeah he does. He does the um. It's weird because the the manga came out and the original manga season zero is like not about the trading card game at all. 
Uh, here's your, the Yu-Gi-Oh trivia for the week. Uh, the first manga is just based on like kind of, you know, Monster of the Week episodes where they'd play like a different game every week and something would like happen or like say they're, the first episode is like the very first issue is like Yugi getting the puzzle, trying to like put it together. And then the main antagonists of that one are Joey and Tristan, who are his like best friends in what we know for the anime. Uh -huh. And they're like, hey, you little twerp, fuck you, uh, you're a nerd. So we take your puzzle and throw it in the pool. And then they get bullied by a bigger bully who's like, I'm going to kill you for real. This is real life. And Yugi's just like, I just want real friends. And I wish I'm going to make a wish on the puzzle. And I just need this last piece that Joey threw in the pool. And I just want friends. And he finishes the puzzle, and then it's like the the dark Yugi is in the puzzle, and he like comes out and plays a shadow game with the big bully, and I forget what they do, but basically he just like don't they do like the, the five season? like the five finger uh, game yeah. or something? They, they get do their, yeah, get they their fingers chopped off. Yeah, they like do the five finger thing, and the one of them either gets his I think yeah or money something with money. He like ends I can't up losing remember. the shadow game. It was so game. long ago since I read the manga. He, it's 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 super good like this in season zero like people die like they play games for real this isn't just cards this is your life wow and so this, then this is like dark before it became a kids anime TV, anime show oh, yeah, yeah it was it was only in japan so you can find it uh, they have this all animated like the first season season zero all in japan you can find it on youtube or pretty much anywhere you can watch anime uh uh not dubbed but it's subtitled it's really interesting i'd, I'd recommend checking it out and what we know as Yu-Gi-Oh! is uh, one chapter, like a couple of the episodes, had this fake card game called Monsters and Wizards. And I guess that was so popular with the readers um, that he just it blew up. And he was like, yeah, I, there people kept, I guess, mailing into Takashi Tezuka. Or yeah, Takashi Kazuka. Takashi Kazuka? Look like an idiot. Hold on. The author. <laughs> Anthony's looking up the author of Yu-Gi-Oh! Don't want to mess that up. Takashi... Izuka? Oh, let, me, let me reference my files. So while he's doing that, I was just thinking about this video that came up on my YouTube recommendations about things that Japanese people find weird about America. And one of them was how that high school tends to be sort of um, something that a lot of Americans dislike, which, you know, for me, I didn't dislike it. It was besides my freshman year, like my I had a blast in high school for the most part, despite my usual bitching and, you know, yeah. uh, angst. But like in Japan, apparently everybody loves high school and everybody's really sad and cries when they graduate. <laughs> and, uh, I feel like there's, I feel like there's definitely like reasons behind that because in, and this is, this is based on knowledge on animes that I watch because I don't know exactly <laughs> how the high school systems work in Japan, but in all the animes that I've watched, it seems like high schoolers are kind of almost like like almost forced to like join like a club and like be part of something which i guess would uh which uh, which i guess would kind of like help to build kind of like your relationships with people and things like that um whereas like in america i mean i don't know, do do whatever you want your parents are the ones that are kind of like the people saying oh you should join this thing or not where in japan it's like the school system like forcing you to join like pick something and join it <laughs> pick a club yeah whether it's a club or whatever um so yeah and they all wear uniforms and it seems like there's just having more fun I, and i don't know they just see it as more of a privilege rather than a pain in the ass as americans do but mm -hmm. yeah so that's that's why i guess so many people get nostalgic watching these anime shows that are like, oh yeah, I remember high school. It was so fun. Was oh, it was so fun. I had the cool thing. Club. and I get the little thing. That magic club. The magic club. I remember when we a... went back in time and forward in time and rode these giant mechs. And... It was sick. We had tower defense. Uh, it's Kazuki Takahashi. I was way off. <laughs> what is it for the record? It was Kazuki Takahashi. Yes, you were pretty far off. I was, I was pretty far off. I think I was thinking of the Sonic guy. But yeah, this was 2004. Yeah, 2004. Classic. Yeah, it's right. good. Back to the PS5. <laughs> Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Damn, this game is good. Um, Follow-up to the 2018 Spider-Man game for the PS4. It's on the PS5 and stars Miles Morales. 
Peter Parker is going to Europe for three weeks, so you're in charge of taking care of New York while he's out of town. I gotta go bang MJ in uh, the Leaning Tower. No, MJ's with Peter. Um, <laughs> your character, or your sort of, um, I won't call it a love interest, but your, your friendship and really interesting relationship is with uh, Finn, a.k.a. the Tinkerer, who is somebody that you grew up with and are now sort of... Um, I guess that was a slight spoiler saying that she's a tinkerer, but you find out pretty pretty early on. But I think that their relationship is so well acted that the only game studio that I can think of that has acting and subtlety and writing that fits the mood as well is Naughty Dog. So another PlayStation studio, but Insomniac really knocks it out of the park with it with the mocap and with the writing that really feels as if as engaging or more so than like the latest Marvel movies, in my opinion. Um, so I'm really digging the story. You've got this really neat relationship with your uncle. Your father died in the previous games, and um, he's sort of, he was on the outs with his brother, and you're sort of forming a relationship with him. He's got his own sort of secret thing going on. Um, it's a lot less uh, dense with activities to do as the first game. You know, it's not a full-fledged, sequel although it's just as good the combat is better the combat is significantly better you have more um oomph to your powers uh there's more diversity in the things you can do miles can turn invisible he has electric powers and he can do everything that spider-man can do so you're sort of juggling more options as far as that goes game looks beautiful on the ps5 instant loading 60 fps um I will say that it's pretty, not much has changed as far as structure. You you played the first one, you know what to expect here. Um, but everything it's doing so far, it's doing in a way that like, it's just super solid. And I, I, I appreciate the fact that even though I've probably only put in five, six hours, I'm like 50% of the way done. And I'm probably going to end up platinum this one, just like I did the first Spider-Man, um, just because I really enjoy going and find all the, finding all the collectibles that, you know, help, uh, what's the word, expand, expand the story in a way that's satisfying more so than other collectibles for the most mm. part. Anything you guys want to know? Uh, mm. You going to play the first one, Tyler, now that you have access to it? Um, I probably won't, but... <laughs> Missing out. Missing out. So when you buy this, the Miles Morales one for the PS5, is that a separate game or does it also come with, is it like its own game, but it also comes with the original Spider-Man? So you buy the $70 version and it comes with the game and the original, which is what I oh, bought. Okay. okay. $50 version, it's just Miles Morales. Okay. So I was feeling a little bit like, eh, I'm about to go borrow Demon Souls from Tyler. So that's another 70 bucks I don't have to worry about. So I'll just get yeah. the ultimate edition. Yeah, screw uh, it. So that's my Morales. You got like the whole lineup. Yeah, you got all the triple A. Yeah, Demon Souls. Um, I only started it one night, and like Tyler said, uh, it was not the time to be starting Demon Souls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like 11, 11 o'clock. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> oh, God. Wiley's had a drink or two. He's going to be playing Souls. <laughs> Hell yeah. He's going to get into it. Obvious, you could tell that I shouldn't have been starting it. As soon as I started my character, I was like, "No, nah, I don't like this character." And I started another character, and I was just swapping back and forth. <laughs> like one's my magic build and one's my strength build. I'm just gonna play the whole game back and forth like this. Isn't like, no. So I'll be, I'll be restarting that again. Um, looks beautiful, but those aren't the games that you can half-ass. You got to be in fully the zone, in it, in it to win it. You can't be like. Playing Loop Hero and Astro and Spider Man and only playing it sometimes. No, you gotta like you're playing a Souls game, you're playing a Souls game, and you can maybe have one or other side game on with it, but I think it it, it demands more of that from you. Um so yeah, Tyler, did you beat Everhood yet? I haven't yet. I haven't gone back to it. I haven't played too many games over the past week. Alright, alright. Well I won't Hold your feet to the fire more than I <laughs> just did. But I finished Everhood, which is the Switch and Steam game that I've been talking about the past uh, week, 
and Tyler talked about two weeks ago, but I ended up finishing that. And I got to say, if you like Undertale, you got to play Everhood because it, it does just does an even crazier psychedelic mind bending of an ending than Undertale <laughs> does. Um, wow. it, it's like very trippy, very challenging. You, I, I still haven't looked up if there are multiple endings from way from the way that the second half of the game plays out. I was thinking, man, there's got to be another way to go about this because it's really dark. Like I'm doing the really sort of, I feel like this is equivalent to the genocide run in Undertale. Oh, and wow. Since it has so much to do or so much influence from Undertale, I thought that there's got to be another way, but I couldn't figure mm-hmm. it out. So I was like, okay, I'm going with it. I'm doing the bad thing. Uh, ended up being a pretty happy ending. Uh, so... Huh. Yeah, yeah, I definitely feel like there's got to be multiple endings because there's a, there's a number of um, just like optional things that you can do in the main game as you're going through it. Um, I don't know if you did um, any of them, um, but they're the, they're the things that happen. Like you go up against like a, a a boss, and then you you go back to like the psychedelic screen, and it gives you like a whatever it's called a real truth or something like that. Um, and you get like a number, I think there's like, I can't remember how many of them there were. It said there was in the game, but you know what I'm talking about? I, I, yeah, I I vaguely know what you're talking about, but, uh, I got to a point in the game where I I had one objective and the objective was pretty clear cut it's a spoiler to say i don't want to say what it is but like it's it felt like sort of a point of no return i don't know what i did to trigger that um but i tried figuring something else out because i didn't want to go that way but um i just said i don't want to think about this too much i guess i'll just go along with this and i i was satisfied with it like there's some and the some really challenging fights where i had to drop it down to easy i bump it up to normal after that just because i wanted to keep it uh challenging but there there was a couple fights i was like dang this is like uh <laughs> it's sort of a, a jarring difficulty spike and then you'd have five or six fights after that that weren't nearly as hard even on normal so maybe a little bit of tweaking there is in order but uh overall for the price uh 10 bucks on steam you should get it there on switch it's got some unfortunate loading oh uh, that sucks it's not it's not like egregious but like when you're walking in a building instead of being instant for like a game like this it should be it's like five to ten seconds mm. which not great but yeah. uh also how long did it take you to beat uh how long did it take me to beat probably six seven hours it's not bad yeah it, it's it's a there's not a lot of fat they, they, well <laughs> the game has like three endings but yeah. other, other than that there's not much fat um it's so, got it's got some cool um different kinds of like mini games and stuff too. Uh like the race car track. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, that was cool. The, the little game that you play with the frog that's essentially just like uh tennis. That was kind of frustrating to be honest. Mm-hmm. The, I mean uh, there's like a number of like a number of things too that um I didn't even get to uh or I haven't I haven't gotten to yet. Um, like for example, they're like in the, in the village, um, like I can't remember what it's called, but it's inside the door. That's all like wavy. Um, there's like the whole like trading quest. They have to go around and like trade all the items with people. I haven't completed that yet. Um, I have the battery that I have to give to the guy in the the tree tower. Yeah, Um, I did. I definitely gave the battery to somebody. Um, there was one guy, I think. The brown mage that i just happened to have all the items he was asking for and i was like well sweet i didn't plan for that but uh okay yep um i'm I'm thinking back to um in the race car area um how there's like uh on the bottom right of it there's like a, a movie theater that just has like snow on the screen and that was just like a like a dead end area and i thought that was kind of weird that's like i feel like there has to be more to like this area there's probably more that I missed. It definitely seems like a game with its fair share of secrets. And like I said, I, I bet there are multiple endings and I'll probably probably revisit it because the gameplay loop is really addictive. The battle system, if you missed last week's show, it's sort of like uh, real time. Well, 
Guitar Heroes Real Time 2, but you're you're a character on a plane with five lanes. You're jumping around, avoiding spells. Some of them you can parry and hit back the boss to do damage or the enemy to do damage. Uh, very sort of satisfying. You know, you, you're you're quick to die, but your your health regenerates pretty quick. So if you bungle up a couple seconds, you can recover if you are, are solid for the next ten. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend it. Um, so I think I'll save Watch Dogs Legion for next week. I've just sort of just started to dabble with that. Um, and we've been going for a while. So why don't we get into what the topic of the show is, which is a reflection on the fact that it has been a year since the pandemic started, a year since hey. we started doing this podcast remotely. And wow, we're still doing it. So props to us. You know, we... Didn't always seem like it was going to keep going, but we, we've kept at it. I think it's been a good way for us to to keep in touch and sort of, I, I don't know, it's been something that sort of splits my week up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like it, it's something mm. that something that's constant and that hasn't changed and is like a good form of um, communication. I, communication. How, how are you guys feeling about uh, did, the, did the one year milestone like get you in any sort of way? I mean, the... go ahead, Ant. No, it's, uh, I was just going to say, it was, it's, it was cool to be like, yeah, I commit, you know, me, uh, it's hard for me to commit to certain things. It was, it's cool to, you know, reflect on that and be like, you know, sticking with it and, you know, have your ups and downs. You post videos, you don't post, you know, you go through little waves of like creative spirits where it's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to post this here. And then it's like, well, you get into that little rhythm, but it's good to always have that constant, you know, definitely the week. If anything, it's just to hang, like with hang, hang out with you guys in chat. So yeah, I like yeah um yeah i definitely had a couple uh instances where i was like man covid was a year ago and like just to reflect back on like what it like what it felt like a year ago like versus what it feels like now i mean a year ago i mean we're on we're on the decline and now we're it, it finally feels like we're at a we're at a incline uh kind of like oh, getting back to things have been yeah. 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 Um. So it's been, but definitely been a good shift. Um. And yeah, the show, the show's been good. I mean, almost a hundred episodes. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely a big, big time milestone, and uh, it's been a lot of fun, and I look forward to it. And it makes me, as gives my hobby more purpose than it would otherwise. So, um, that's that's been nice. Um, I think that the fact that it has been a year has did sort of have an impact on me. It was sort of, and I heard this on another podcast, so I'm sort of biting from the Giant Beast cast, but like we, we've we never had the feeling so present of what a year actually feels like. Mm. You know, like we have our birthdays, we have our Christmas, but we're never, that's never a life-changing event. Like what happened in March 2020 changed everybody's lives and we all started, or you, me, Tyler, and Kenny started working from home. You've been laid off and brought back and laid off and sleep schedules all over the place. We, we've all been estranged from our families, um, seeing our friends much less. And when we do, it's, it feels much different. So just having that, you know, it's been one year. We live for 70 plus if we're lucky. And, um, you know, it's just, it's going to end up hopefully being a, a a blip in a memory soon and something that's been so omnipresent over the course of our days is uh... for sure right exactly i mean it'll be one of those things when we're older and talking to kids about it like they'll have like no idea what the hell like we we were talking about <laughs> what's a pandemic i, I just hope... live in a bubble suit um tyler i still remember a text when we it was probably before we were even using discord so it was probably in our group text and i said yeah i'm just feeling really bummed i i was reading this article that it might last a year and you were like you really think this could last a year <laughs> <laughs> hey little did we little know little did i know yeah and here we are so um i guess now never, never know no never know just like the stock market nobody ever knows what's what until it happens yeah I gotta admit, I'm still on Wall Street bets, just reading and just finding it like uh, oddly fascinating, but also 
I, I feel like it's, meme I feel like it's not reliable anymore for for anything. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always been a meme page. It's so huge, it's so popular that, that yeah. like you, everything gets lost in the the shuffle. Yep, but it's still fun to check in. Um, you know, I'm not going to delete it from my Reddit feed just yet. Hell um, yeah! So Watch the fire. As far as video games go, where where do you do you think? How do you think it's affected how you play? what you play anything or not really any of the above uh i think i've definitely played a lot more in a way just because i've been home but yeah it's caused me to experiment more which is nice like i downloaded those emulators for the systems i never thought i could do which is really cool Uh, i feel like i've gone through spurts of like more spurts than i typically would have I mean, go, going to work and then coming home, I feel like, because home is work now, so it, it kind of just like has like a, like a different feel to it. Um, where I play games is literally like right behind me. Um, so I feel like I spend more time kind of not not in this area if I'm not working. Um, right, you want to get out of your space that you're always stuck in. Yeah, so I've definitely gone through spurts. So like when there's like some games that like really pique my interest or there's like some games that uh people are playing online with a like with all of us or like other communities. Um I've been getting into those. But then I've had like spurts of like a week to two weeks where I've just like haven't really touched much for video games. Gotcha. Um I think it's changed for me less than I maybe would have expected. Uh, there's, I still don't really feel playing games in the in the morning in the afternoons. If work's slow and I might have a little time to do so, it just doesn't quite feel right to me. So it's always after the day that I'm really spending the majority of my time, which, you know, I'm busy most of the time, so that's not an option. But even in times where it is an option, and anybody that works from home knows there's there's lulls where you are waiting for a meeting in a half hour, or you're you got done what you needed at three thirty, and you're just sort of dilly dallying around for an hour and a half. Um, it just to me, I I feel like I need to get up and clean something around the house, or uh take my cat outside or something like that. <laughs> I'm definitely playing a lot, definitely playing a lot less mobile games than I was at, than when I was working. Cause when I was working, you know, like you said, there's those downtimes or when you don't have anything to do, I, I literally haven't touched like any of the games on my phone that I was just like a couple months ago, just hardcore into. Oh, really? That's interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but, and as far as genres go, now that I've got the PC, I've got to play a few new types of things, but I still, I think maybe what Tyler said rings true here. Like I, ninety percent of the time, we're gonna to want to be on my couch as opposed to the, the office chair where I've been working all day. Mm -hmm. um, and still a console first guy. Although I'm very glad to have this, have the capabilities to do lots of other stuff if I wanted to. Um, definitely a lot speedier and quicker, and I get to play Loop Hero now. Oh so, yeah, that's been nice. Um, as far as like friendships and, and things go, I do feel like I've certainly lacked is keeping in touch with, with some people that I've used to see on a semi-regular basis. So, you know, when you do run into them, whether it's at the store or on Facebook or wherever, you're just sort of like, hey, man, hope you're doing well. Sorry, I haven't been as in touch as I, you know, normally would have. I'm just been afraid of getting sick for a long time and gotten kind of used to being a couch potato every night. Yeah, that's fair. I think everybody's kind of in that, you know, obviously not trying to use it as an excuse, but it's a different time now. So it's, you know, yeah, you gotta, what can, uh, we, what can you do? What can you do? Except for just sort of explain why yeah. you're a bad friend and then <laughs> hopefully that you can become a good one again. Um, Hell yeah. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's sort of the way I feel and that's gotten me feeling a little bit guilty at times and luckily i'm married and have elena here or else i would have probably gone crazy um it's fun being crazy Wiley. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so that's sort of where i'm at like where on monday i go back to work at the office for the first time 
since March 2020. Um, it's going to wow. be once a week, remote four days in the office one day, just so they can split up the teams like 20% in here on Mondays, 20% on mm. Tuesdays. So it's going to be there, interesting. Is, is, is there like a reason why they're having you go to the office one day a week? Well, I guess they sort of want us to ease back into it. Maybe mm-hmm. they, I think, nah. I think it's kind of it's general. A good call. Like they, they don't want it to be like, uh, you know, this way it's easier for maybe the, the, the parents that are still have their kids in remote learning to mm-hmm. get a babysitter or take them to daycare. Um, or also there's 200 people in our office. So the fact wow. that it gives us a lot more chance to do true social distancing um and just be extra cautious with with much less people there and thirdly i i hope that they're looking towards some sort of hybrid thing for the future because as we've as so many places have seen i was going to ask ask this too like do you guys think that being a place of remote work is going to attract you know more people wanting to do that now that they've gotten the a taste of Nobody looking over their shoulder and making sure that they're not looking at their phones, you know, like mm. uh, big spoiled kind of deal. Yeah, it's going to be huge that um, people are going to be looking for. There's going to be a lot more people looking for remote positions. Um, I know, like from talking with people at, at my RHR department, um, they've had a lot of people just like inquire to say, like, oh, is it like is this position remote? Or if it's not remote, like how many days do I have to be in the office and like things like that. Um, and so that's like definitely become like a, a topic of discussion, like within interviews and, and things like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like how many days a week can I wear my pajamas? Yeah, exactly. Do I have to put real people pants on? No, oh, no, 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 I'm going to pass. <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, so there it is. It's been a year. And we're still here, we're still doing the Level With You show. Assume in the next month or two, we'll be doing them in person. Who knows? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a one-on, one-off type of thing. Hybrid. <laughs> Hybrid learning. <laughs> yeah. Hybrid podcasting. Yeah. So uh, it'll, we'll see. Um, but until next time, unless everybody has anything that they want to add, I think that's been 96. All right. It's 96 it. It's 96, 86. This episode 86. 86. 96 is no more. In front of house, no. We don't want to make any more 96. Thank you. Till next time, everybody. Right. Bye. Peace. Bye.